Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. You know, when you think about Easter, Easter is really divided up into two, the two, different, two different pieces. You have Good Friday, and then you have Easter Sunday. Good Friday is when we remember the death of Christ on the cross, and, and Easter Sunday is when, when we say, you know what, we want to uh, celebrate the life of Jesus, that Jesus rose from the dead, that Jesus is no longer in the grave, but he is alive today. And, and that's so important because Good Friday reminds us that Jesus Christ he paid the penalty for our sin because did you know that everyone in this room, we are all sinners. You're a sinner. I'm a sinner. Come on, turn to somebody next to you and say, you're a sinner. Wow. Some of you are really excited to tell your neighbor that right now. A little too excited. Like we're all sinners, right? And, and here's the thing. Our sin has a price and we cannot pay for our sins. It doesn't matter how rich you are, how smart you are, how good looking you are. There's nothing about you that can pay for your sins. And so here's the deal. Our sins cause death in our life. It causes us to be separated from God. But the reality is Jesus died on Good Friday so that he could pay for our sins. He paid the bill. It's kind of like if you go out to eat with someone and they pay for the food and they pay the bill for you, you can't pay it because they already paid it. Can I tell you, that's exactly what Jesus Christ did. He paid the bill for sin and you can't pay it any longer. All you can do is just receive it. But that's Good Friday. Now, here's the thing. Someone would say, well, if Good Friday was so powerful, which it was, if it was so effective, which it was, then why do we need Easter Sunday? Like, why did Jesus really need to raise from the dead? It's important that you know that on Easter Sunday because many times we just celebrate Jesus on the cross. But can I tell you, Jesus is not on the cross any longer. Like, there's nothing wrong with your cross. If you wear a cross with a crucifix, wear it. It's beautiful. That's great. Nothing wrong with it. But I choose to wear a a cross with Jesus not still on it because Jesus is not still on the cross. There was a good Friday. But how many are so thankful that there is a good Sunday where Jesus rose from the dead? He is alive and he's conquered. Yeah. And so so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why did Jesus have to raise from the dead? And if you have your notes, would you take them out? They're in your brave guide. Your brave guide looks like this. Come on, would you grab the white piece of paper that's in there? And would you take out that piece of paper? And and I want to give you some reasons of why Christ needed to rise from the dead. Number one, are you ready? Ask your neighbor if they're ready. Come on, ask them. Are you taking notes? Because note takers are world changers. Here's number one. Here we go. Jesus needed to rise from the dead. Number one, it's to prove that he really was who he claimed he was. He wanted to prove that he really was the son of God. You see, he needed to rise from the dead because he told people, I'm going to rise again in three days. But if he didn't rise again in three days, guess what? He's a liar. Either that or he's a lunatic. So he's either a liar, he's a lunatic, or he's the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. And so he said, I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. I'm so thankful that we serve a God who keeps his promises. Because, you know, I'm not impressed when someone makes me a promise anymore. Because you know what? We as humans are good at making promises, but not keeping them. But how many of you are so glad that we serve a God? Come on, y'all already know where I'm going. When I ask you how many of you are glad, you know, like, "Mm, it's about to get up in here, you know? 
that we serve a God that he makes a promise when he says that you're the first and not the last, you'll always be the first. When he says you're a son and a daughter of God, you're a son and daughter of God. When he says he wants to bless you, guess what? He's going to bless you. When he says he wants to prosper you, when he says he wants to heal you, when he says he wants to give you peace, that's what he will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he, he needed to prove who he really was. And some of you may be like, well, that's great for you Christians. But, you know, for, for maybe someone who's not a Christian here today, you're like, well, you know, that doesn't mean anything to us. Well, in fact, in Acts chapter 1, verse 3, it says this. After his suffering, speaking of Jesus, he presented himself to them, to the people, and gave many convincing proofs. Say proof. That he was alive. Did you know that after Jesus rose from the dead, he did not just appear to the Christians, but over 400 people, many of them unbelievers, he appeared to. People who did not believe in Jesus, after they saw him crucified, they saw the same Jesus risen from the dead. Even history books record that Jesus Christ was alive after he was murdered and beaten and abused on the cross. Listen, Jesus wants to convince you tonight that he is the King of Kings, that he is the Lord, and that he loves you. But not only did he want to prove who he was, but number two, write this down in your notes. He wanted to conquer death, not just for himself, but he wanted to conquer death for you. You see, that, that's so powerful. Because here's the thing. If we're not careful, this Easter could perhaps be like every other Easter we've ever attended. Like, if we're not careful, Easter is something we celebrate. Watch this, because you're like, I'm confused. We're at church. There's Easter bunnies, egg hunts. I thought we we're supposed to celebrate it, right? But Easter is not just something you are supposed to celebrate It's supposed to be something that you experience because Jesus said this, I'm going to die and I'm going to raise from the dead so that the same power that rose me from the dead is the same power that's going to live in you as you go to work in Miami in 2019. What that tells me is this, Jesus wants you to experience the power of his resurrection. Well, what does that mean? Let me show you this verse. It says this in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. This is Jesus, and he's preaching this message, the last book of the Bible, and he says this. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And then Jesus goes, amen. I love it because Jesus amens himself. He's preaching. He's like, y'all ain't going to amen me. I'm going to amen myself. Yeah, I kind of understand Jesus sometimes because sometimes y'all don't amen me back. If you're new to Brave Church, we are a preach back culture, so it's okay to say amen. Amen. It's okay to say preach. Preach. It is even okay to say get it, gringo. Come on. But look what he goes on to say. Watch this. I have died and I've risen again. And look what he goes. He goes on to say, and I have the keys to Hades and death. In other words, what he says is this. I have the keys to hell. I think it's so funny that the devil is so defeated that he doesn't even have the keys to his own house. I think it's so funny that Jesus just walked up to the devil's front yard and said, devil, player, give me the keys back. Yeah. You know why that's so important for you? Because you know what keys do? Keys unlock doors. 
And you know what God wants to do? God wants to unlock some things for your life. God wants to unlock some potential for you. He wants to unlock some purpose and some dreams in your life. Is there anybody here tonight that would say, God, you can open up some blessings for my life? Yeah, yeah. See, but the reality of it is, is, is this, is that some of us are here and you've experienced Good Friday. Like you've experienced the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But there's still things in your life that are just destructive and destroying you. Did, did you know that you can have the forgiveness of Jesus but still be walking in destructive patterns? Did you know that you can come to an Easter Sunday and still be filled with worry? And anxiety and fear and addiction like there are christians that that they're still living with addiction because they've experienced friday but they haven't experienced sunday like I, I, if i could be honest with you like there are times when fear and worry really really gets on me anybody ever get afraid come on anybody ever get afraid flying let me see here. yeah like 10 of us the rest of you are lying on easter sunday <laughs> You're so bold to lie. Come on, one more time. How many of you get afraid of flying sometimes? Oh, there we go. Come on. Thank you, Jesus, for conviction. You know what I'm saying? Um, I fly a lot. I travel a lot, and I've been speaking a lot, and I've had the opportunity to travel all around the world and, and preaching. And last week, I was in um, Australia with Planet Shakers, and, and, and we were leaving. Come on, Planet Shakers. And, uh, and we were leaving from Melbourne, Australia, and we had our connecting flight to get to Miami in Los Angeles. And that is a 15-hour flight. So I get nervous on airplanes. I've got like a bazillion miles with American Airlines, but I still get nervous. And I get nervous because how many of you know that's a lot of water, y'all? You got any problems? There's... Like, you better kill us on impact because I am not getting eaten alive by a shark. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you're like, that's so morbid. But that's what goes on in my head. And so every time that plane turns to go down the runway... I start praying. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm flying from here to Tampa or from Australia to the U.S. I start praying. And I don't pray like you. I pray loud, man. Like, I'm in the plane and I'm like, Jesus! People start looking like, forgive me of every sin. I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. I love you, Espiritu Santo. I just love you. And... And just forgive me of every sin that I knew that I did. And forgive me of every sin that I didn't know that I did. And Jesus just, and like people are looking at me like, what does this guy know that we don't know? <laughs> and so I was in Melbourne and I was about to, to, to take off and I'm praying and I'm serious. I pray like that. Jesus, pray you forgive me, God, of anything. I love you. I'll serve you. I'll go anywhere. I'll go to Africa if you want. I'll do anything that you want me to do. And as I'm praying, and I'm seriously praying, I feel this little tap on my arm. And it says, this little, this little old lady. And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, honey, if it's your, your time to go, it's your time to go. <laughs> I like looked at her. I'm like, don't you ever touch me again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, I looked at her and I said, well, I don't think it's my time to go, but what if it's the pilot's time to go? <laughs> they we're all dead. <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I believe that Easter Sunday ought to remind you that there's nothing that you could ever go through that God is not bigger than. Yeah. 
You see, I know that some of you are going through some tough situations. I know some of you are going through some tough scenarios in your life. I know some of you, like today, and and many people tell me, man, I love church because I just feel peace. And then you hit the war zone again on Monday. But can I tell you, there's nothing you will face tomorrow that Jesus has not overcome. He died and he rose again, not just for himself, but so that you can know the power of his resurrection. Come on, if you believe that, say amen. You see, Philippians 3.10 says this, I want to know Christ, but I want to know the power of his resurrection. And I have two questions for you. Number one is this, do you know Christ? My question is, is do you know him? And if not, it would be my honor at the end of this service, in just a few moments, I'm going to say a prayer and I would invite you, if you don't know Jesus, today is a great day to say, Jesus, would you be my Lord and Savior? But let me ask some Christians in the room something. You may have had forgiveness, but can I ask you, are you walking in his resurrection power? I was talking to someone several weeks ago and they were describing their life and they said, Pastor David, man, I go to church and um, you ever get an eyelash in your eye while you're preaching anybody? (laughs) And um, (laughs) and he's like, I'm going to church and I'm I'm, I'm doing things that, that I know I should do, but But Pastor David, I just feel like my life is in ruins. And when he said that word ruins, it really stood out to me. I put the definition in your notes and you can look over them. You know what it means. And I began to think, how crazy is it that we could be forgiven, but still our life be in ruins? And that's not the way that God wants you to live. In fact, there's this old cathedral in Scotland called the St. Andrew's Cathedral. Let me show you a picture. This is what it looks like today. And St. Andrew's Cathedral was built in the 1200s, over 800 years ago. And and what's so amazing about that is that the first 60 years, it looked like a beautiful cathedral. But 60 years after it had been built, it burned to the ground. So they rebuilt it. Then it burnt to the ground again, and they rebuilt it. And then there was a war, and it was destroyed, and they rebuilt it. And then something else happened, and they rebuilt it. Then it was destroyed again, and then they rebuilt it again, and then it was destroyed again. And finally, in the 1600s, they said, you know what? We're not going to rebuild this thing anymore. It keeps getting destroyed. We're wasting our time. What's the point? You know, when I saw this cathedral, I thought, that's how many of our lives are. We try to get free from addiction, but we keep falling into it. So what's the point? I keep trying to build my life, but it keeps collapsing. I keep trying to be a better dad, but it keeps collapsing. I keep trying to be a better husband, a better wife, but it keeps collapsing. I keep trying to get ahead financially, but I just can't get ahead. And there are many of us in this room today, you have just given up. And so you're like, I'm just going to let my life look like this cathedral because it's a lot easier just to let the pieces sit on the side than try to rebuild this thing one more time. But can I tell you that there is nothing that is final. No destruction is final. If you have resurrection power, the power of Jesus can rebuild your life again. Come on, do you believe that? Give God a shout of praise. But, but I know you may say, well, well, well David, that you're a pastor. You're supposed to say that on Easter Sunday. But what if there's someone maybe even on your row right now that they have a story of how the ruins have come back to life? You know, just a few moments ago, we sang this song, From the Ashes of Defeat, I Will Rise Again. The resurrected king is resurrecting me. Watch these story videos of some people that come to Brave Church and hear their stories of the ruins coming back to life. Check this out.
was just like really busy with school and just you know just being an 80 year old kid I didn't really notice but there was a moment in my life when my mom just wasn't at home and I remember my dad was like oh yeah she's in Houston so I remember for spring break my dad took me and I saw her and she was wearing the she was wearing the cap because she was she got she was bald because of all the the radiation and I remember I saw her that spring break and it ended up being the last time like I ever saw her and and I remember I got home one day my dad comes to me he's like listen you know your mom's been um you know Houston and she was really sick and I just want to let you know that she passed away I'll never forget my reaction when I heard that like because it was just straight anger and frustration and sadness all at the same time but immediately I remember I was banging the walls saying I was saying, God, I hate you. And I just like, didn't really believe in a God. Because I said, why would he do that to, to a family? Why would he do that to me? Towards my third or fourth time, they were playing a song where it was just so, so powerful on the drums. And I played drums in middle school. And I remember, when I just heard that beat, it's for the like pounding in my heart. I forgot about everything. I forgot about everything that's been going on in my life. All the decisions I made, nothing. I just focused on 20 minutes of just pure worship music. And I remember the biggest turnaround I ever had was my friend and we made the we ended up making the worship team. There was one day where we had we had the team night and I'm just sitting on the stage with my friend next to me and I just kinda like look into the stands where the seats are. And I just kind of see me like four months ago, just standing there, being reserved, not being any there. And I'm like, that's when I fell in love with not just worship music, but I said, no matter what you're going through in the current moment, there's always, always hope if you know who to look up to. And in that moment, I knew, I knew who to look up to. I knew who, who I had to follow for the rest of my life. September when I got laid off that's when we started Brave so I was pretty much at my lowest because at one point you know the car was so behind it, it definitely it, it got repossessed and that was like the pitfall for me you know wanting to provide for my family and I couldn't. It was so difficult we had gotten notices about one of our kids being kicked out of the school we didn't know what we were gonna do we were so behind it was like four months behind yeah. the mortgage was behind the HOA was behind, everything was behind. The end of October, the um, hiring manager reached out to me directly and says, hey, I have this position, it's opening up. I can't promise you anything, but you're welcome to apply. I applied for it, of course, I did the interview, and three days later, they offered me the position. I was applying to jobs, applying, applying. After three or four months, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'll ever work again. Um, and then I just kind of stopped applying. And I was like, you know, I'm just let God do what he does the best. The company actually where she works reached out to me for a position. You know, I trusted God. And after those five interviews, I was offered a position. This position's making more money than my previous position. I can't thank God enough for what he's done in our lives and our situation. Just knowing that the best was yet to come kind of kept me going and just having faith. And regardless of the situation, you just have to trust and just keep persevering and pushing through. 
And it's hard sometimes to believe, right? And to have that faith because your circumstances are right there and God is where, but it's just your faith. You just have to believe that there's, this is not the end. It's not the period. There's a comma and allow God to just move in his timing. If God can do it for us, he can do it for anybody. Like we're no different than anyone on the street when you just really have to trust him and you do have to go all in. You have to have that relationship with him. We're gonna keep pushing. Oh, we're gonna keep doing it, serving God and going all in because just the beginning. he's the only reason that we're still able to provide for our families and we're still together. About two years ago, on my birthday, me, my dad, and my brother, we got a call between my birthday and the day after from my mom, and she pretty much let us know that she wasn't gonna be coming back home. And it was because she had an affair with another uh, leader in the church. When she left, we didn't know what we were gonna do, but we almost lost our house. I was sad, I was hurt, I was angry, I was confused, and I think I was overwhelmed. I ended up working two full-time jobs. I was working 80 hours a week. You know, I had to help my dad kind of keep all the finances going. Um, she never came back home, never asked, you know, what was going on or how we were doing. After the situation, I actually left the church completely. I refused to serve because of all my emotions and I was angry. I didn't know if I was going to be able to afford school anymore um, just because all the money I was saving was going towards the household. At first I felt, you know, a little guilty even about moving because I didn't want to leave my dad um, just because I knew the finances would be cut again. And so then when I did come here and I found the church, um, I would go to the 10 a.m. service, sit on the left side, about the third row back. And I was determined to just, I was gonna come to church, but I did not want to serve. I did not want anybody to know my name. And honestly, since just coming to Brave, and just through hearing the testimonies of other people about you know how God came through for them um, while they were serving, different things like that, um, it really came down to me learning to trust in God. Every semester, I'm really praying that I have enough to cover the tuition, you know, for that semester. Um, but God has kept his promise to me and I've really, I've been able to afford school every semester. The most important, it taught me to have joy regardless of the situation. I'm actually gonna be able to see my mom in a few weeks for the first time um, in a very long time. Uh, my dad and my brother, they're both doing very well now. So I'm just grateful for Brave and just allowing me to uh, learn and grow for myself so that I can you know, bring that same, um, that same love and that same joy um, and that same faith to my family. Incredible, right? Come on, let's give it up for him one more time. It's probably like the 10th time I've seen that video. And man, it's, it gets my heart every time because that's the God that we serve. That's the Jesus that we celebrate today. He takes the ruins 
and he brings it back to life again. No matter where you're at today, he takes your ruins and he brings them back to life. You may be here today and you're like, well, I don't feel like I have that resurrection power in my life. How do I get it? Like you've convinced me, but tell me how, pastor. Okay, good. I'm going to tell you. In just a few moments, I'm going to give you four ways that you can experience resurrection power in your life. Are you ready? Come on, are you ready? Number one is this. It's going to sound like rocket science, but write it in your notes. Number one is this. Stop dying. Just stop dying. And I'm not talking about physically, but I'm talking about spiritually. Did you know that the most important part of you is not your outward body? And we spend so much time making this look good, right? We spend so much time and and, and do that. That's good. But it's amazing how we, we take care of our outer body, but our soul is just dying. And can I tell you, the most important part about you is not the outside, but it's your soul. It's your heart. I just have come here tonight to ask you, how's your heart doing? How's your soul? Is it healthy? Because here's the thing, many of us, we look good on the outside, but on the inside, you are dying. You are looking for something or someone to fill the God-shaped hole in your heart. And can I tell you, the best thing that some of you need to do is stop dating, stop looking, stop doing things, stop feeding your addiction, and just go to Jesus, because Jesus wants to heal your heart. He wants to fill your soul. That's what he wants to do. Stop dying. You say, well... What do you mean? John eleven twenty five 25 says this. This is Jesus speaking to Martha. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever believes or whoever lives by believing me will never die. And then he asks this question. Do you believe this? C.S. Lewis said this. Easter is death working backwards. He brings the death. He brings the dead dreams back to life. He brings the dead purpose back to life. So I want to invite you to stop dying today. Number two, stop dying. And number two is this, start rebuilding. You know what I love about all of their stories in this video? Every one of them, they they took their story. Can I tell you, they're not paid actors, by the way. Like we didn't give them a script and say, we need you to say this. You know what I mean? Like, they're just telling their story. And every single one of them said, man, when I started going to church, started going to the brave, here's what they mean. Because church doesn't save you. Jesus saves you. Because someone said, well, do I need to go to church to be saved? No, but you need to go to church to stay saved. Or at least I do. And I'm the pastor. And I'm more spiritual than you are. But I'm just kidding. But it's true. Um, here's the thing. Is that every one of them realized that you know, I need people that are builders in my life. I need other people that are building their life. Because you know what? You don't have to go very far. There are people out there that, man, they are just ruining and reckoning their life all the time. But you need people around you that are building their life, building their family, building their future. I mean, aren't you tired of the world's game and the world's system and hooking up and something new and this new? No, no, no. Build your life from this time forward. Easter Sunday is a great Sunday for you to say, you know what? This is going to be the beginning where God, you're going to build something great in my life. You're going to build a legacy. I'm going to be blessed. My kids are going to be blessed. My kids' kids are going to be blessed because God, you're building something from the ashes. I will rise. I will no longer be defeated, but Jesus Christ is the one who is building my life now and forevermore. Somebody needs to give God 
God a great shout of praise in this place. I'm going to build. Come on, turn to somebody next to you and say, start building. Sorry, I got a little excited there. Here's what I mean by building. It's simply this. Is that grace will meet you where you are. But it will never leave you where it found you. Jesus will meet you right where you are today. But pastor, you don't know how many times I've messed up. You don't know how many times I've blown it. You do not know my track record. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't want to know it. But Jesus knows it. And he says, my grace will still meet you right in the middle of your mess. But guess what? I love you so much, I'll never leave you where I found it. What is he saying? He's saying, I'm going to take you to another level. I'm going to take you to blessings. I'm going to prosper. Come on. I'm going to elevate you. I'm going to promote you. Man, God is so good. Here's number three. Write this down. Write this down. Stop dying. Start building. Stop doubting. Do you know what I believe? I believe that your life is going to be someone that, it just your life was all jacked up. People are going to look at you and say, hey, aren't you, the, aren't you the person that, man, your life was all jacked up? Like, what's happened to you? Like, things are different with you. Well, weren't you always depressed and sad, and now you're always bringing everyone donuts? Come on, moho. Somebody thank Jesus for some moho donuts up in the church today. They've been feeding me mojo donuts all day today. They're like, Pastor, you need sugar. Go, 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 go. But you know what? You've got to stop doubting. Because here's the thing. When you get around builders, we say something here at Brave Church is, jump in the Brave Church. Go all in with what we're doing here at Brave Church. And if you give, if you give God one year of your life where you go all in. Come on, I'm talking about go all in. What does that mean, Pastor David? That means if Brave Church is doing it, you need to do it. Join a dinner party. This semester, there's going to be over 100 dinner parties. Over 100 all over the city. Get in Brave Life, which is leadership. Just go all in. And if you go all in for one year, watch how God will totally change your life forever. I promise you. I promise you. And you know what? It won't even take a year. This time next Easter, you're going to be sending me a message saying, I took your challenge on Easter 2019. And my life has been forever changed. I don't believe that, Pastor. Well, you know what? This morning, I woke up to an Instagram message from a gentleman named Jose. And a year ago, he said, was my first time at Brave Church. Pastor David, I'm celebrating my one-year anniversary, and I took your challenge. And man, God has built my life. And man, God has done some leadership things. Man, it just chokes me up to even think about it because I love Jose with all my heart. And it's amazing to see what God is doing. And like Jensen Franklin, he created this phrase and everyone quotes it, the best is yet to come. And I believe the best is yet to come for him and the best is yet to come for you. And I just believe with all of my heart that if you just stop doubting. But you know what we do? We, we create all of the reasons why God can and and I get that because, you know, when I grew up, I, I grew up with so many, I felt like I was so inadequate in so many ways. And I don't know why. I grew up in a great family, have great parents, a great home, grew up in a great environment, but just had this inadequacy, you know, that I, I grew up with. And so when I knew that God wanted me to be a pastor, um, I thought, you know, I need to get serious with this. And so I was already enrolled at FIU and I was studying business and, and, um, and I thought if I'm going to get up and speak in front of people, I need to practice. And so I signed up for a speech class. 
So I'm like, man, I got this. I'm gonna be a pastor. I'm gonna take speech. I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna murder it. I'm gonna destroy it. Have you noticed like all, G- all the adjectives to destroy something good is like violent? It's like, well, I'm gonna kill it. Is that bad? No, it's great, you know? And so I take the speech class and I get to the end of the semester and I failed the class. I'm a pastor, y'all, and I failed speech class. Somebody all like, yeah, I know, we could tell. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that very much. And um, But here's the thing. I, I think about that, and I, I wonder, like, God, why, why would you pick me to be a pastor? Because I felt so inadequate, and I had doubts. Like, God, you can never use me. I mean, I failed speech class, Jesus, and I'm thinking, like, Jesus is up there saying, man, we need, we need someone to lead a church in Miami that will grow and take the city. Hashtag take the city. Come on. And, and, and we need somebody to do that. Hey, Gabriel, what do you think? And I'm just like, an angel or somebody must have been like, what about the guy who failed speech class? <laughs> like, whose idea was this? Not mine. But can I tell you, if God can use me, he can use you. If God can use me with my doubt, he can use you with your doubt because you're here and you're like, well, man, God can never do it. Yes, he can. And yes, he will. If you'll just say yes to God and step out in faith, it doesn't matter how weak you are, how broke you are, how busted, disgusted, no matter how messy your situation is, God can use your life. You say, well, Pastor David, what is it that you're really saying to me? Here's what I'm saying. God sees greatness in you that you cannot see in yourself. How about number four? Here's the last thing tonight. Stop doubting and start living. You know what I love? All across Brave Church, we have people that are serving, and you would never know all the things that God has taken them from. Like, we have a kids worker who they used to be a drug addict, uneducated, broken, divorced, they surrendered their life to Jesus and today they're living completely free completely sold out to God went back to school has a college degree and now they are raising up world changers and planet shakers of the next generation that's what living now really is do you know what living now is a group of our young adults who went to I think it was Ecuador on a missions trip was that right Ecuador Guatemala not the same thing And you know what? They could be out partying and clubbing and getting drunk and getting high. But you know what living is? Living is like, I want to lay my life down. And I want to paint some faces of some kids and feed some orphans and some widows. That's what living is really all about. So let's start living today. Let's let Easter 2019 be a day where we come alive. Somebody needs to give God the greatest shout of praise. Here's, here's what I mean by this. Because there are many of you here today that maybe maybe this is your first time to church or back to church. And perhaps the reason why you walked away from church is because, man, somebody hurt you in church. And, man, you went to church like some pastor was, like, just condemning you and beating you down and destroying you. And you're like, I want nothing to do with that. Can I tell you? I understand. And so you know what we do if we're not careful? We fall prone to to legalism where we got to change our behavior and and yes that's part of it like there are things that man if you're going to follow christ you need to follow christ like there's no gray come on somebody there there is black and white but jesus is not 
He didn't come and die on a cross and rise again for behavior modification. Because if all he was about was just getting you to change your behavior, you and I would never change because we're human. We're not perfect. He's come to bring people good. He came to make dead people alive. He's come to bring your hopes alive, your dreams alive, your purpose alive. Come on. He wants you to live. I believe that people are getting set free of addictions and depression and discouragement. And I believe that God has something better for you than you can ever dream of in your life. Do you believe this? With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to ask you as we close tonight, you're here and you say, David, I need to stop dying. Like you know you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Like you know it. And if that's you tonight, I want to pray for you. Or maybe today you say, David, I need to start rebuilding my life. Or maybe a part of your life. Maybe there's a part of your life that's in ruins. And you say, man, I don't want that relationship to be in ruins. I don't want that, that my, my children, I don't want my family to be, I don't want my finances to be in ruins. I need God to rebuild some parts of my life. Or maybe you're here and you just doubt. Like you've been doubting God. You've been doubting that he even existed or that God loves you. And you say, I just need help, Pastor, just to stop doubting. Or maybe today you want to start living and like really really like real 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 really really living the powerful life that god created you to live i want to pray for you so if that's you any of those things tonight i'm going to ask you to do one thing and one thing only i'm not going to embarrass you i would never embarrass you not for a million dollars but i'm going to ask you to do one thing so i know who to pray for I'm going to count the three, and if one of those four things resonates with your heart, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand boldly and put it right back down. Are you ready? Can I tell you what you're doing? You are joining hundreds of other people who have crossed the line of faith today. And we want to welcome you into the family. So if that's you, Pastor, would you pray for me? On the count of three, lift your hand and put it right back down. One, two, three. Come on, yeah all across almost everybody in this room yeah 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 come on amazing come on can we give god praise yeah man it's so good so let's pray everyone in this room whether you lifted your hand or not come on can we pray jesus today i want to say thank you for loving me and for dying on the cross for me jesus i ask you to forgive me of every sin be my lord and savior I surrender my life to you. Help me to follow you. Help me to rebuild this life. And we thank you for a fresh start and a new beginning. And I give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, Brave Church. Can we give God the greatest shout of praise today? Yeah. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.